I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Is it time? Yes. Hello, the internet. I'm not exactly sure where you're located, but from what I understand, people are listening, and that is a good thing. Welcome to the show, it's Footy Prime, the podcast. Uh, yes, everyone's looking taut and slightly, slightly sweaty, I see, Mr. Craig. Have you been for a run? You may need to sit down. It's fine, you can sit over near... Uncle Nigel. So, when I was a boy, my father would take me hunting in the, f- in the countryside. He'd leave me there and never come back. I always found my way home, but there was a time when I was attacked by a fleet of badgers. I managed to escape by rolling down the moors and into a small body of water, which I later found out was... Sewage. But I tell you, from that day forward, I am able to use any public restroom. So, Danny, Craig, Jimmy boy, hmm, I like your boots. Perhaps you should leave them up beside my bed. <laughs> Let's get this party started. Oh, and Dan, another sherry? Nigel Nigelson, once again, thank you, Nigel. We do appreciate it. I've got tears rolling down my cheeks right now. Just from the term, a fleet of badgers. Is that what it is? Is it a fleet of badgers? Is that the plural? Yeah. It is. I believe in the late <laughs> Nockety 18 Dickety, we would see f- fleets of many animals. There was the once once prevalent dodo bird. There was many Tyrannosauri and and what not. Fleet, I believe, is correct. I'll take your word for it. What's the plural for footballers? Bunch. A bunch of footballers. <laughs> Harem of sexy. <laughs> Please take that bottle of sherry away from Nigel as well, Dan. I can't control him. I don't want to go near the old perv. I think we're all losing our minds. As this pandemic continues, but thankfully Nigel Nigelson has made it a lighter affair as time has gone on. So thank you, Nigel. Hopefully hear from you later on today. Fleet of badges. 
bunch of footballers. I'm trying to think of other plural things that need an answer. Remember once watching, remember that um, Inspector Morse? Remember Inspector Morse? Great show, right? And they're at a murder scene, and the um, the, the coroner came, or the uh, yeah, the coroner came. They said, "What? Well, what's like the plural for a coroner?" And they're joking. Oh, I think it's a body of coroners. And they're all laughing. <laughs> and then, meanwhile, the victim's family had just walked into the house. <laughs> it was funny. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, I mean, that's a good show. That was Inspector Morse. It was a good show. Yeah, back in the day. Not better than Only Fools and Horses. Well, no, no. We thought about calling this podcast Only Fools and Footballers on football, right? Didn't we? Once upon a time, yeah, something only falls. And only falls in football, wasn't it? Only falls, yeah. I don't know. I know what it was. Who got, cares? Got binned. Got binned. Yeah, yeah. Footy prime is born, and <laughs> the rest is the same as history. As as is Craig's place in history. More Still. and more, as time as weeks go on, and each Southampton game progresses and comes past, Craig's infamy just dissolves more into a distant past. Nine nil happens again, Craig. It must piss you off a little bit, right? It's twice now in like just over a year. Well, they don't. That like it wasn't. It used to be just you. You were the guy. Yeah, exactly. There's three of you. Yeah. Everybody's like, "Oh, you want him to hit ten? I really do. I. Then I'll really be forgotten. What's What's the name for the group of those guys that we're talking about? Losers. Now? A loser There's of three. A loser of, of goalkeepers. <laughs> There's three of us. <laughs> it's not a pool of. As I said, shit keepers. It's so hard to get into that club. <laughs> Fuck off, Dish. <laughs> Would though ten? I mean, at nine, are you thinking, Dad? Just make it one more—a nice round ten, aren't you? Wouldn't you? I thought it was in my game. Well, you saved the penalty. It would have been right. He saved the penalty, and he actually had like four unbelievable stops. He could have been, been fourteen, like twelve that day. <laughs> no, I think the penalty save was in the seven-one game. Was oh, was it? Yeah. Well, no, sure. they scored a penalty in that game actually in the nine-nil. That's right. Charm they sent out an article. Oh, yeah, they did. you guys did. read the article? Yeah, it was the Daily Mail, yeah. Yeah, and there was a picture in that article with Craig hanging from the crossbar. <laughs> and Craig, what were you trying to do? That break crossbar? it. Why? Why break it? I couldn't take any more, Dan. It was a great picture, though, eh? Like a great, like <laughs> horizontal hanging with one arm in the bar. It's like, ah, it goes pretty strong. We got to get it up. Get it up. Can you get it up on the, on the Twitter page? Yeah. We can steal it instead of putting my modeling ones up there. Yeah. Well, those are those get some clicks too. <laughs> yes. Your clickbait, Dickio. Dickio. What are the odds though? Eh? The same team within you know was it fourteen months or something to lose nine yeah. nil twice. I mean, I guess Hassel was good post match. He goes, listen, you know, it's a horrible result, obviously, but we've got through this before. Why not again? Yeah. Well, can they? Is it worse or is it better? He actually says this one was worse. But I, I can't see that, Craig, because first of all, you're not at home in front of your own fans. Yeah. Luke. There was fans in the stadium for their last 9-0. Was that against Leicester? Leicester. Yeah. This is away at Manchester United. And again, it could have been 10 or 11. I mean, they, they had a, a strong case for a penalty, Cavani and stuff like that. They had a goal disallowed. But I just want to know what... what like. You'd be able to tell us, Craig, what what goes through the players' minds when they're in the change room in the locker room afterwards? Is it silent? Is it like yeah? Just- well, you, you imagine just just some, sometimes when you lose a heartbreaking game and with the with that's like, you know, everybody's just sitting around. You put in a ton of effort and quite a shift. And your goalkeeper's fucked up. <laughs> well, not necessarily, but you know the team. You know you've 
So you can imagine, it's just, yeah, it's... And Southampton have been, like, one of the bright spots this year. They, they've played well. I, I really like Hassan yeah. Hootel. It's interesting as well. Someone said, it was I think it was actually in the Daily Mail quote, saying that since he kneeled down and cried in front of Klopp, that kind of charade that he did after his first win over Klopp, they have yet to win a game. So he's lost the room because he's a big wimp, big girl's blouse, as they no, say. Maybe he knew it was coming. <laughs> maybe he knew it was coming. Maybe, yeah. He was uh, crying because he's like, I'm going to oh, get done nine. Christ, <laughs> it's coming, yeah. Maybe he's a clairvoyant. He can yeah. look in the future. Yeah, he had the crystal ball out and was like, oh, <laughs> this is nice, no, but yeah. oh, God, I nil yeah, again. Exactly. McCarthy was on the bench Yeah, for the last one. Yes. It was actually uh, Angus Gunn. Was it Gunn? Yeah. Brian Gunn's kid, huh? That's right. That's right. So McCarthy witnessed... Tell me that as a goalkeeper when you're seeing well, you know the exactly first choice goalkeeper, thinking, right? Seeing balls going thinking, in against I'm in the next game. You're thinking you got a shot, and even though you have a good relationship with that goalie, you don't want to see him get. But you you're thinking maybe not so much that what's going on with him at the moment, just that you're so glad that you're on the bench that day. Yeah. And who's not, who's the second choice keeper at Ipswich when you got dinged for nine? Can you remember? I don't remember. That was before they had backup goalkeepers. Yeah, but you would always travel with two. <laughs> I'm being serious. No, you didn't have a goalkeeper on the bench for sure. On the bench, no. In, like, in AD, what year was that? I think you only had like two or three. In 95. <laughs> 95, that's right, 95. I, can't, I was doing you a favor there, Craig. Jesus. Well, I know. Wasn't I always forget that you stayed there so long in Ipswich. So yeah, but when the backup goalkeepers come in on the bench? Maybe they were. 90. Maybe they were. Well, you were allowed to... Uh, Put one of your three as a goalkeeper if you wanted. That's right. It was only there was only like two players, I think. Because mm-hmm. I got, I was so close to being put on once. Right. We'd used the two subs. I was the last one. Somebody was hurt. That's right. And yep. I was, I put the the jersey on. I was going to go play up front, and I was like so excited. Yeah, I'd have ten minutes. That happened or whatever. a lot more than people think. You know, I mean, actually, I didn't yeah. need to score. Just, I just wanted to like play out. That happened a lot more, and that's why I think they brought in the rule of having more subs available to choose from. Well, you brought everybody anyway yeah. as well, right? There's, you know, and as a coach, you always got that. Who was it said like Monday morning, you're basically hiring everybody. Everybody's available and has a chance to work on Saturday. And then on Friday, a fire a bunch or Saturday when you announce the team, yeah, you, fingers, you know, yeah. You got you got to do the job, and then you got to try to get them all back, back on, on your, Monday. On yeah, and back on your side, right? Yeah, it's true. Like you used to travel with with um, a large squad, but you could only have two players and a goalkeeper on the bench. I remember one of my first games that I travelled with the first team with QPR, and I wasn't involved, but we were sat behind the bench, and it's not a bench at Man United. You've you've got you, it's still the same as it is now. Where you walk up the steps, it's not a bench that's low on the ground. Yeah, and I for just got I just got my mobile phone, my cell phone, and I forgot to turn it off. And my Mrs. Claire, she called me when I was literally on the bench behind her. So it's going, and I'm going, oh shit! I think that's my new cell phone. So I'm like a 17, 18 year old on the bench at Old Trafford, going like this, and I'm sinking in the bench, going. And people were looking around, and so in the end, I got up and went. 
Whose phone is that? <laughs> and luckily it went off. Looking, <laughs> looking behind you. Yeah, so I'm like trying to stumble in my pocket to turn my phone off. I'm going, oh my God. And I hammered my missus after. She went, well, why you got your phone on on the bench? I went, how comes you don't know I'm on the bench? I was going to ask the question, right? She went, I don't know about football. Uh, 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 a better half, a lesser half is moving, is going to <laughs> Old Trafford to play a football exactly. match. And she's calling you. That's such a wife thing to do, isn't it? Of course it is. How do you not know about the <laughs> She had bench? no idea. I said, what are you calling me about? She said, I was calling you. We just got, I got a parking ticket outside your mum's house. I'm like, I'm at Old Trafford. You think I give a flying yeah. belt? A and I'm good... on the bench. Yeah. <laughs> so Claire still to this day doesn't really like football, right? No. Doesn't Claire watch doesn't, it. Claire doesn't know what he does. He doesn't know. She thinks I'm an airline pilot. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's amazing. So, Mind you, we'd like to thank everyone for flying with us today. Yes. <laughs> everyone could put their seatbelts on, please. I think the best wives don't really give a crap, though, what their better half's doing. Do they, really? I mean, you don't want... You go home and they're talking football to you all the time. And I saw you do this, you do this wrong. Why are we playing 4-3-3? Well, Why 4 yeah, 2 You don't want that. There's that too, yeah. What about your, uh, the former Mrs. Uh, well, not Forrest, but close enough. No, she was great. Was like, she, she, yeah. she wasn't a fan per se, though. Was she? No, but I mean, she was, when she was, re- well, yeah. I mean, she would watch football, for sure. Yeah? She would watch it. Yeah. How close were you to doing a Patrick Watt? Like, I know no one's quit like Patrick Waugh did with his, when he got pulled and he goes, that's my last fucking game as a Montreal oh, Canadian goalie. Yeah. Well, when he, he actually came off the ice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Could, would, could, has Tell me the story. Got- I, I don't know the story. Oh, what, right. so, so Patrick Waugh was a goalie. I know the name. So Patrick Waugh was a goalie for the Habs. The, the best goalie at the time, the best yes, goalie in the best world. best goalie in the world. And uh, I think yeah, he was maybe. losing six zip. And... Defense was playing horribly, just getting probably just felt like the same as Craig did when he got nine goals on him. Probably the same, right? Craig, you feel down and angry. Um, <laughs> so, you said that in such a salt like a Yeah, you know, thank I, you. I stare yeah. into your eyes. Yeah. Thanks, um, Dan. They, they pull him, and as they're pulling him, he comes out to the bench and he goes to the owner and the head coach and says, I'm never playing another game for this team again because they let him in. And he felt humiliated that they didn't pull him earlier because it was the first or second period. So I always think, would did that ever, anything like that ever happen? How close were you to feeling that? Like, can you just walk off? Could you go, fuck this? No. All right. Were you close? Did you feel close to it? No, it's just, you know, it's an interesting one because it is, in our sport, we don't pull a goalie in that case. But if you think about it, if you have a, a goalie that's available to you, well, I mean, it's not. it would be something to consider. It's just never considered. But it counts as a sub, though, right? And there's so few subs. That's the problem well, in, fuck, in football, Well, if you're down right? 7-0 at that point, you think a sub? <laughs> yeah, probably not. But, but what would a goal change make, though? What's the reason? How would it make a difference? Well, it's just the humiliation of getting done. Psychological, you've lost that goalkeeper. Psychologically, He's gone. you've lost him. Because, you bring it's not, him off, because yeah. it's not a norm. It's not. It's like if you're losing seven nil, unless he's thrown in six of the goals, which is not happening. And like this, this, this guy's case, Patrick Watt, is yeah. that right? Patrick Watt. He's probably been left hung out to dry and getting pucks well, went, stinged. That's the nature of the, the, na- the nature of the, the, the Cups, yeah with right? the avalanche is that you're not going to let the goalie have six against you before you pull him. Yeah. 
Four. Mario Tremblay was the coach, wasn't he? Yeah. Who was the owner? Was that Gillette? Back in those days, was it before Gillette? Yeah, it, it was before Gillette. It was, was it? a French dude, but he literally, he either said to the general manager, but remember, I remember pointing into the crowd and saying, I'm never, we could find it, I'm never playing for this. It's team. an iconic moment in, oh. in hockey, right? Yeah. It, I remember watching that game live, actually, and no one quite knowing what was going on at the time. <laughs> and hockey players were starting to make money then. Yeah. Real money. Oh, yeah, no, they were, yeah, well, that's like 90, that was what, 95? Yeah, I think it was 90. Around there, because yeah. 93, they won That's with right. Demiris as coach. So it was at least 95. It could have been later than 95, actually. Could have been. The yeah. only example I can think of in, in football, in soccer, where a goalkeeper was pulled was at the World Cup, I think it was, Craig. And Tim Krul came in for Holland, Netherlands. And was it Sillison. Louis, Louis van Hal? Yeah, and Sillison was the, was the guy he that came off. It was extra time, and they knew the game was going to penalty kicks. So apparently Tim Krul was, was amazing at penalty kicks, and he's a bigger profile. Just mentally, the, the opposing team looking at a goalkeeper coming in already puts doubt in your mind as a penalty kick taker. And everyone, the critics were going, this is crazy, this is never ever been heard of in football like why is he doing this and they end up winning the penalty kicks and he looks like a genius this this goalkeeper had like two or three inches four inches on the other dude yeah he was a taller keeper but the thing is yeah. Silza was not happy he was not happy at all right. it wasn't something that was lined up it was a decision made late I'd be devastated yeah <laughs> yeah that would be good enough to start so I'm good enough to fucking start, and then you put, you know what I mean, like ballsy move by Van Hall, right? I wouldn't go that far. Nothing's worse than that. Well, it's it's a really risky thing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember that that post match? Do you remember the room? I mean, it's a long time ago now, but do you remember what it was like and that that how you felt? Maybe the, the next training session. What was the? You know what the way I thought? I thought our next game is Spurs and Klinsman away. <laughs> He must have been sitting at home like this. Well, oh, actually, Dash is good. Dash. Yes. Right there, uh, Danny Diccio. German. I was thinking that's about like this how I can, that's, that's how I can stock actually, German accent. How I can possibly throw an injury in and miss that game. In case you, you have missed it, I think it may be an episode two or three or four of this, well over a year ago now, and we did almost an entire episode on that match, didn't we? On the 9 0 yeah. Klinsman match. On the 9 0. Oh, yeah. Didn't we? I think it's an entire yeah, show. Yeah, or close to it, right? Yeah, because yeah, he also got interviewed, and we were like, oh, we're so happy That's that right. the podcast might get some press. It didn't. Uh, no, not at all. No, no. Craig forgot to. <laughs> Mitch, Craig <laughs> forgets his biggest moment again is a 9 zip game with this team, and he forgets to put Footy Prime on it. <laughs> he gets 500 likes, and fuck I, Craig Forrest. I just didn't want to. I just didn't want to bring. Footy prime down with me, Dan. Oh, hey, thanks, brother. You know what I mean? We no. would have lost and listeners and yeah, viewers. Yeah. That ain't that isn't probably not possible. You know. You can't bring us much is, lower. It is, <laughs> it is true that in twenty five years McCarthy will be able to laugh about it. Right. <laughs> yeah, right now you're just breaking up yourself. Look at him. Oh yeah. no, you look devastated right now. Still waiting for that <laughs> still waiting for that crate from Budweiser, aren't you, Craig? Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, the mess, the messy thing, right? Yeah, yeah. We should all get one. Brian. Amsterdam's. Michael no, we like we like real guy. beer in this show. Yes, yeah. However, Budweiser, 
we can change allegiances pretty quickly for the right dollar <laughs> for the right dollar figure. No, I'm joking. Yeah. <laughs> um, Alex Yankovic debut for Southampton. This kid, it's his debut. Right, you can imagine his families all gathered around the TV. They would be in the stadium normally, of course. Big moment, right? The one you look forward to with from your your kid and playing in the street with your mates. One day I'm gonna play in the Premier League. He gets the call. Oh, thanks, Gaff. Ninety seconds in, he gets a red card for just a terrible challenge, horrible tackle. I just I, I was waiting for him to break. I felt so bad for him. He was obviously so up for the match, and it was no forgiveness for the tackle but my god just how the what should have been a dream day has just become an absolute nightmare it was interesting as well because Hassan Hutu they had a camera where it was a different angle of the boy making a tackle on McTominay I think it was and Hassan Hutu was really close to it and you could see straight away Hassan Hutu's mouth go like open oh. aghast and then he put his hands like this and you're right I felt so sorry for the kid you know because it wasn't Probably. malicious, right, in that no, he was, was just so up for it. it. Yeah, it was just, was he trying to make a statement on McTominay, who was another young player who he's playing against? He might have played against for him in sure. the, on the 23s before, and this is his big stage. I'm not going to be intimidated. Yeah, yeah. There was two or three of them making their debut, or two or three young boys playing for Southampton, and it just backfired on, on Hassan Hutu straight away. But again... It was a it was a high tackle. There was a, a big mark on McTominay's leg. Both both legs. It was a double leg tackle, right? Yeah. His knee on one and his upper thigh on the other. Like he, he got he got all of them. I just hope that I really hope that Hassan Hutu and the club manage this in the correct manner. The kid knows he's made a mistake. It's all over the news. He's had apparently some racial comments on Twitter, which is disgraceful. And I just hope Hassan Hutu is the bigger man to say, look, we shouldn't just fold like that because we've gone down to 10 men. We saw Arsenal go down to 10 men and them handle themselves very well against Wolves Mm -hmm. with another dubious sending off. But I just hope the kid gets another chance. I really do. Because we're all young. uh, We're all young once. We all make mistakes. He should just come out and say, it was nil-nil when I came off. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. yeah. Well, Craig, one day he'll look back and he'll laugh about it. That's right. Oh, for sure. Well, yeah. I mean, if you're a teammate, is you know, I mean, you'd hope that his teammates would be like, okay, you made a mistake. We lost nine-nil. It's partly on us. It's not all on you, right? But it must have been a pretty awkward room post-match with that poor kid, right? Yeah, Sitting that's, there that's a little different than our room. Staring at his shoes. I'm sure, yeah, he was staring at his shoes and everybody, you could probably just feel the eyeballs just like, Especially from the goalkeeper. Did Isn't you get it amazing how the goalkeeper, goalkeeper takes the kind of the brunt of it? Yeah, and, and in football, it's, individual. it's not often that the keeper custom, right? It's the individual position, huh? Yeah. Like you could have a striker miss two chances, you could have a, a midfielder make a, a terrible pass backwards. The opponent striker rounds the keeper, it goes in, but at the end of the day, the keeper conceded the goal. What's worse? What's worse? Starting position. What's worse? A keeper making two clangers in the first half of a match, real clangers, or a striker missing two sitters from five yards out. What? What mentally? What's? What's? Who's? Who's taking it worse? The keeper. Yeah, the keeper. Because he has to wait for the next opportunity, whereas a striker can at least get it into the game a little bit, right? And also, if the if the striker misses two opportunities, you're still at nil nil. If the keeper lets in two clangers, you're down two nil. What if the striker? Misses two opportunities and then back the other way in the counter attack. 
<laughs> okay, you can. Two clangers. <laughs> then that's just, yeah. That's relegation, <laughs> that is. Exactly, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, what well, actually, you know, speaking of, so after that result, we played Klinsman. I think it's, they scored in the first five minutes, I think, at White Hart Lane. That place just lit up. I'm like, oh, no. Please finish four. I was delighted. 4 1. Was it? 4 0. I don't think we scored a goal in the last fucking 12 games. <laughs> like, we were done. It was like lambs to the slaughter. Like, that. So many. Were you relegated as well that year? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was tough times then. Tough times. Mid 90s. Good, good players, good strikers back in those days. They were. That's a fun era for football, wasn't yeah. it? And it was just kind of the Premier League just started and stuff. The money's flowing in. It's yeah. the Sky Sports. And, you know, the European players are slowly filtering in the top names. Must have been a lot of fun. Yeah. North American players filtering in. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks, buddy. Before- oh, was there eight years before the Premier League? Yeah, that's that's must age you, eh? Jesus Christ. Jeez, no kidding. <laughs> like... I played a lot of football before. A lot of football before football started, before it was born, mm-hmm. right? Before the records began. Yeah. Before it was born, you were getting yeah. hand jobs from Nigel, like when you were. <laughs> there was a few. No, not many of them. They weren't football fans. Wrist rockets. Nigel's. They called them wrist rockets. <laughs> wrist rockets. How would Nigel say it? Oh, I must say we used to keep to go back to keep it concurrent. A fleet of young. Football men uh, in the in the guest house, uh, and we would give they would give wrist rockets, and I used to say no hands, handball, <laughs> and I'd make them offside. I'd made them give me. Jeez. They'd have to do headers. <laughs> ah, Sherry, <laughs> you know, what, last week I was in the car with the missus, and I was playing the podcast just at the first part, right, the first. Ten minutes, and and I don't think we talked about football for quite a while. We did. And at one point, she goes, "Like I thought this was a podcast about soccer. When the hell do you guys talk about soccer?" I said, well, "We, we get to food. it." For the first- and then she goes, "She goes, why does anyone even listen to this?" <laughs> it's a very good question, and the answer is they don't. <laughs> we but love. It gets our us listeners. out of the house. For Come on, it, we love our listeners. We do. All six, seven, eight. They're fervent. You just threw it up there just so you prove that that's what you're doing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, honestly, I haven't got a fancy woman on Thursday nights. <laughs> oh, yes, you Yet. do. <laughs> Nigel. <laughs> Nigel. He's awfully fancy. Um, okay, so, yes, some, some the incidents this past week were kind of crazy. Speaking of goalkeeper mistakes, what was Bert Leno doing in the Arsenal game when he came flying out of his area about 10 yards outside the box and punches it clear? Just a brain cramp, brain freeze? Good, Danny. <laughs> Craig doesn't pay for design. He got his. He got his timing. No, he I got his timing and the pace of the ball all wrong. Yeah, he came How far he, outside of the boxes. Yeah, the, well. the ball was played like into depth, and he was kind of acting as a sweeper. And it was it was just a strange, bizarre moment because they were already down to ten men, and the was it Wolves? Who they play? Yeah, Wolves, Wolves so. player. Traore, who's not the slowest of players, no. was kind of lingering and could have maybe captured the ball if he just let it go. But I thought he could have maybe let it hit his chest or something. But he was just his positioning was all wrong. 
Then they go down to nine men. How far outside the box was he? He was probably eight, nine yards, right? Yeah, he was a good, way. Good ten yards outside. Oh, the so box. did he just he tried to mess tried, it up? Yeah, he tried to kind of cover it up oh, a little okay. bit, but he, he's Well Sharms, you made it sound like he came out and like Well he did kind of bat it with his It looked pretty bad. Yeah. It did look bad. Yeah. Right? Maybe there's a reason for it. Do you think it's stupidity? Do you think it was a sending off, Louis, Louise, David Louise? Well, because it's Louise, I'd say yes. But in fairness, no. It was harsh. Yeah. I think, do you think his name is, is part of the reason? He's just, he's so known for getting red yeah, cards. Yeah, I, th- I think he's obviously got a history. But I believe it was a penalty. I believe it was a yellow card. But I do not believe it that it was an aggressive challenge to stop the player from right. from kicking the ball or shooting the ball. Well, Just like even, Bednarek's... I was going to say Bednarek, exactly. That wasn't a red card. That, and it's this is where the referees... Are, like, we've got this VAR nonsense going on, but the referees are doing themselves no favours at the moment. A team's down 8-0. 8-0. Martial goes through. He has a little bit of a dive up because he feels maybe a little light bit of pressure. Referee gives... No, he goes to VAR for a while. For a while to look at it, and I'm going. If I'm the VAR guy, I'm going to say, "Listen, who's the ref?" Uh oh my god, who was it? Where is? Yeah, dickhead, dickhead yeah. ref. Mine was Graham Paul. Yours was Graham Paul. Who was cheering at the time? Yeah, I would have said, "Ref, listen, they're eight nil. They're day. eight nil down. Give the fella." It's not clear of, and obvious anyway. Yeah, it's not clear. Just give him a little bit of a leeway. Maybe give the penalty, but don't give him a red card. Come on. Especially for Craig Forrest. Like, for Craig Forrest's sake, don't give him a penalty kick. Yeah, I mean, there's no heart in football, I guess, right? That was very, very good. They get caught up in it. But why are you diving though, eight, at 7 8 nil anyway? Oh. And he actually he actually admitted afterwards that he, like, he, didn't, he wasn't touched. Martial did. Yeah. So He's got history, like, man. He's got form. Much like, you know, Luis has got form See, now. there's a conversation right there. Like, seriously. Talk about sticking a knife in. Like, what? Yeah. It's one thing to get clipped, but actually trying to win a penalty, diving at 8 nil. Yeah. Nick the knife coming back at you. That's it. Yeah, maybe in the parking lot next day, that's for sure. He Nick better be on time. Checking tires. Watch out. Checking feet. Yeah. Nick Jason Roberts uh, texted me said, like, I can't believe you told that story. <laughs> fantastic. But Jason <laughs> yeah. Roberts is listening yeah, yeah. to our podcast. said, I can't believe you told that story. It's fantastic. <laughs> said, I hated that guy more than you. And that's, that's a lot. <laughs> Did he get fined too, Jay? Yeah. He said, uh, that guy took a lot of my wages. <laughs> what would Nick Knife is now? Yeah, that's what I kind of said to Rob. I said, wouldn't it be nice if he was like floating at the bottom of an ocean somewhere? <laughs> Well, you wouldn't be floating at the bottom, but cement blocks, get four, yeah. cement slippers, <laughs> cement blocks around these ankles. Yeah, <laughs> his next club he was less less forgiving, and yeah, uh, yeah he got caught by someone and a grass murdered. He was murdered. Grass. <laughs> Peach wanted this man murdered. <laughs> snake in the grass, and that snake in the grass was a pain in the ass. So you have to. That's a an old song. From the eighties. Anyway, um, Liverpool lose to Brighton. Jesus. Now we know they've got some issues. You know the back, right? But they've been addressed now. They signed two in the in their window at the deadline, including Ben Davies from Preston North End. Your old team there. Your old Lily Whites. Like he's twenty five, right? I mean, 
he can he must be just be laughing. Like what? He came out of nowhere and moved to Liverpool. Do you remember ever a teammate getting a move to like a, a, a super club? When you guys are struggling and he's just like <laughs> dancing out of the, the front doors, <laughs> see your fellas. Yeah. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Yeah. Everybody does. Jason, Jason Dizel, the Tottenham. Oh yeah, Jason Dizel, the Tottenham. Giving it that local one as boy. Well. Yeah. yeah, he was making. A, he made a big. Yeah, he got a big pay increase when he moved to Spurs, and left us in the Myers. <laughs> Floating in the sludge, <laughs> trying to get out of the, yeah, floating in the switch, yeah, <laughs> bottom of the ocean beside yeah. Nick the knife and Nigel. There's Nigel down there doing terrible things to Nick the knife, yeah. and there's uh, Craig's Craig's former former clubs. Well, when it gets bad, it gets bad. Floating. Though, right? Teach, like, oh, yeah. like, please release me, yeah. let me go in the showers. Yeah, oh, I've yeah. done my time. <laughs> Let me go. Is it a little bit jovial that time? At, at oh times? yeah, is it? Yeah, towards like when the transfer deadline's happening and guys are like been out of the team, they're like just songs going crazy. <laughs> Please release me. Let me go. I've done my time. I told you, you last week when me, when me and Robbo were been to the youth team, the whole West Brom team would would. <laughs> reenact the what's the movie um, Shawshank Redemption they go Danny Dicchio walking the green mile Jason Roberts walking the green mile and we just walk through the training session kicking balls and everything on the way to the youth team pitch on the far side <laughs> here they come walking the green mile gallows humour eh yeah. Yeah. they don't do that anymore because those players are making way too much yeah, money to be putting them in the agents will be on the phone training when you joined West Ham was that that was off season right so you didn't have a chance to kind of say farewell or did you oh to Ipswich you mean no from Ipswich to West Ham yeah what do you mean it's farewell like you mean you left mid uh, during the off season right yeah, it wasn't like you know you're pre-season in, yeah pre-season was it yeah oh so you, you started pre-season with Ipswich well no I didn't they it was kind of weird because back then I wasn't. It wasn't the Bosman ruling, right? So they still held your rights. Still have to pay you what you were making per week under your contract. But then they wanted me to go on preseason tour to Finland or wherever again, which is I wish you know definitely want to go there. But I've been to Finland. Probably one of the worst places in the world I've ever ever been. Did you go? Oh yeah. Well, no, that not that time, but I've been there many. But times. you enjoyed it. But I didn't go because I was like, and they were like shocked that I was like, well, okay, so if I go there and get injured, you weren't under contract. Well, I'm not under contract, yeah. but they still hold your rights. They were like, what do you mean? Like, and, and but they're paying you still. Yeah, but as soon as like if I went over there and got injured at a career ender, they would just stop paying me. Rear ender from Nigel. The rear ender <laughs> from Harry. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So that's uh, so I didn't go, but yeah, their club were like weird. It's very weird, very odd. So you were out of contract, but <clears throat> as you could be at that time. Yeah, yeah, right. Was it an emotional farewell? Well, no, because I, I mean they knew they knew my situation because after what I said I was on the loan to Chelsea, and they had the FA Cup final that they wanted me to play in '97. And 
Ipswich could have just said, yeah, we'll extend the loan period, but they're like, try to get some money out of it. That's clubs do. It's very rare that you suddenly go from one club to the next club the next day without knowing. Like, there's negotiations well, going on yeah. for a while. So you're talking in the locker room, yeah, I'm, I'm off to Nottingham Forest next week or I'm off to Swansea or I'm talking to this and that. So you kind of already know what's in the works. And then once the final thing's done, you'll go and say like goodbye to your good buddies or you'll be right. on the phone and say, Unlucky lads. <laughs> it's like that, that scene in the, um, the uh, yeah, yeah. that so, scene in the Amazon Spurs um, series where Danny Rose is trying to get out of Spurs, oh, yeah. and he walks into the canteen and he sits beside Dan Levy, and he goes blah blah goes and uh, any news from AC Milan? <laughs> and Levy just goes no Danny, no news, <laughs> no news. What are you going to uh, Fashion Week in Milan? Yeah. <laughs> oh God. Oh, yeah. So yeah. So anyway, I was there. I was little ticked off with Ipswich. Well, if it wasn't West Ham, where would it have been? I don't know. No question. No idea. No, it was always going to be West Ham. No, I just, I just the way things sort of, yeah, happened. I didn't, happen very quickly. Could have been the San Jose Earthquakes, couldn't it? Or United, some other MLS team? I thought United was around. Sniffing. Oh, they were, they were sniffing around it sometimes, yeah. Just sniffing around. And how'd they feel about sniffing around? How'd you feel about them sniffing around? They went for Schmeichel, I believe. And that's their their regrets ever since. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? yeah. Yeah, they they generally make good decisions. <laughs> I wonder what it would be like working under Fergie been, as, as a goalkeeper. Different. What? Yeah. You know what? What the one the spell that I did have at Chelsea though, and playing with those players like Vialli and Zola and Labuff and Hullets the manager and Graham Ricks and holy shit, amazing talent. It was the first time I went on the field and thought, how the fuck can we lose? Like, having a side that good, I'm like, this this is unbelievable talent. Just shows you talent is not everything. Huh? Well, we, wait, we, wait, we did all right. No, I'm just saying, <laughs> I'm, I'm saying in general. What? Like, I, I look at the Spurs team at the moment, I go, how are you guys right. so bad? Yeah. Like, so there's, like, that Chelsea team, unbelievable players, that, that I have a, played very well in other countries and won championships for their national teams. Yeah. Excellent, excellent players. Yeah. But you didn't win the league year in, year out, did you? So No, by then um, yeah, they were starting to spend Chelsea. It wasn't Abramovich hadn't come into the scene, but these obviously with those players are starting to spend. Yeah. But yeah, they weren't uh, they won the FA Cup that year. They won a few trophies. Remember then Viali moved into management, he won something. Yeah, that's right. That Black Cats team you're on, the, the really good one. I mean, that was a you mentioned before. It was a lot of character on that team as well. You had talent, yeah, sure, there's talent, but there's also that that belief. Was that was that greater than talent on that team? Yes, for sure. We we had an unbelievable team spirit that was built by the head coach and the management staff, Peter Reed, Peter Reed and his staff, and they knew how to manage players and different characters and personalities. They knew what the team needed at certain times. They protected us during the down times and they didn't let us get too ahead of ourselves during the good times. And I think that's yeah. 
a key thing for a, for a manager to do. And Peter Reed was fantastic at that. He was a very, it, very it experienced guy. It is amazing guy. when you get it when they take, get it right, though. Eh? It's like the, during your career, you get all sorts. You know, you get the the really bad size, and you're just getting beat up, lambs to the slaughter every week. And then you got times when you're playing on size, and you're flying, and you just feel that you're going to win every week. Yeah, it becomes contagious. I, I've played on Both less ways. talented teams than than teams I've played on where I've gone, we're a fucking really good team. But I've played on less talented teams and knew that we would win games just purely because of how we were set up, how we were together as a team yeah. compared to teams in the higher level of the Premier League or wherever I was playing. I, I just didn't have that feeling like we would when I went out with Sunderland or even Mill to a degree and Preston. We we had some good, good players that were just very, very tight as a group. Why did Peter Reid not go into anything managerial-wise, like beyond that? I mean, for, for such a great motivator and manager, that was kind of it for him, wasn't it? As far as success. Yeah. I, I don't know if he wanted it, actually, Shams, he went on to coach, I think, abroad in Thailand or somewhere like that, the national team and stuff like that. But I think he was really uh, – he coached at Man City before. He's, he's a big Everton fan. He's from Liverpool, Merseyside. Mm-hmm. And maybe he just thought, nah, this is not for me anymore. He's made enough money. He didn't want to stress himself. I think that's it. I think he put too much stress into it. And he was big, big friends with Howard Kendall. Howard Kendall was like – his mentor as his well. His manager, right? When and I Everton. think he saw what happened to the keg, Howard Kendall, mm. and that, that really, really hurt him as well. But there's been rumors of him going back to Sunderland at times, and mm-hmm. I think he's clever enough to say, no, that was a great time for us as a yeah. group. It's going to be very hard to, to replicate that. But uh, a very good, very good players manager. And I'm not sure if there's... I don't. I don't know if there's a, a a job for that kind of manager anymore, Craig, because the the game has evolved so much now, tactically, yeah. and we spoke about it last week. How how much stuff goes on beyond the game now, beyond beyond the actual field? And I'm I'm not sure whether guys like that you got really to manage the staff of of forget your players, yeah, but you have a, you know how many so much what's your now. staff? Your backroom staff's massive now. You are a manager yeah. more than a coach in some ways, right? All for the shame of it. Too bad. Can't imagine back in the day where the guy, the coach is coaching, managing, GM. You're doing you're doing your contracts with the guy. You know, like you're negotiating with the guy who's coaching on the field and picking every week. It's the oddest thing, dude. That that's just like what we're doing right now. Yeah, that's Craig, Dan Wong. Uh, Craig, Dan Wong's out, GM. Greg, you're fired. <laughs> yeah, this is probably the right time to say it. Right? Bell left a lot of Bell left people off, and yeah, it's, you know. it's, it's, it's filtered down to footy yeah. prime the podcast. Exactly. The coach, the coach is telling you how good he is, but he's also telling you when well, you're not that good because we're only going to give you this much. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so, you know what I mean? So this but is I our, want you to play well on Saturday, but I, you know, you know. So what you're saying, Dan? This is our la- mine and Craig's last podcast. You got more people coming no, in, not yours. Place, no, yours, just Craig's. Oh, just Craig. <laughs> What a freaking Carlet Bell TSN, eh? Oh. Jesus Christ. What a disgusting business sports media is. Jesus. It's not, it's we felt that we business. felt that a year ago, guys. Yeah, we did. Yeah, if you're not a uh, part of uh teams that the 
these companies actually own. Yeah. Or even even then. So so what's happening? Part owner and, and and Rogers is a part owner of Toronto yep. SC. So so what's happened in the last couple of days? I know Bell they let go of a lot of people down, but then TSN TSN too. Yes, it was, it's nothing's confirmed yet, right? Yeah, I don't think it's all kind of slipping well, down through the from all the different mills, sports, so. or is it just no, no, certain no. sports? It's uh, news uh, news on radio, but it's the big news is if we're going to talk about it is Bell Media owns TSN. There's people who got laid off that we all know, but Bell Media has accepted over $100 million in benefits and has laid all these people off and just had that mental health let's talk and uh, just decided paid out to dividends to their... Paid out increased dividends to their shareholders. So, But, but hold on, the, the Bell Let's Talk Day, which is a fantastic initiative initiative to do how much of that money actually goes to like cam h and oh, other places well, it, around it Canada? probably all does yeah but, but it's 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 also like it's, optics, right it's, optics, it's a though, great branding positive thing for, for sure. bell and it is a great thing i mean all mls was on it this week as well every mls club tweeted out bell let's talk yeah which is the first time i've ever seen it like american clubs doing it right it's just massive. Well, the reporters from TSN, the soccer guys that want to report on that and say what that, how great that'd be, got fired. Wow. So they're not going to be reporting on that. So Bell Media has had a hell of a day on Twitter. And, you know, it, it's an interesting... It's a freaking disgrace is what it it's is. disgusting. And the fact that taxpayers basically mm-hmm. paid for these firings and these shareholders getting dividends. That's yep. the easiest way. I mean, it's transitivity, right? It's all interconnected. Yeah. But it's one thing if they're not if they're losing money and and whatever they're doing and the cable, whatever, whatever. But the fact that they accepted that money and used that money, millions and millions of dollars of taxpayers' money, and this is their third round of layoffs. Yeah. yeah. So this, but is they're like, all doing it. They're, they're, they're all. They're around seven hundred people now who've been laid off in the last yeah. three and a half months. And I, you, you meet these kids in the business who are trying to get into the business, and they go into these, you know, media schools. And I mean, I, we've all probably spoken at these schools from time to time and met these kids, and they're so full of ambition. And and you don't want to say it to them, but the best advice you could give them is like, have a plan B, start a podcast, do something else, start a podcast. It's just such <laughs> a volatile industry, right? I think that or the- make or make this what you're doing a plan B and get yeah. a plan A. Yeah, right. Precisely. Yeah, exactly. It's so difficult. And there's just so much volatility, and you, you can't trust, you know, the guy who's paying you, signing your checks, or just managing you. They're all looking out for themselves, and there's no, there's so, no, there's no far-sightedness in half these these firings. How can we say some bucks right now? It's bullshit. And you know, we went through it, and we've got friends who've gone through it, and are going through it, and it's, it's just a, uh, it's a corporate monster. And at the very, very top, their job is to make the stocks go up. And they get bonuses yeah, that's their to make job. the stocks go up in any way they can. In the United States, they're buying their own freaking stocks back. <laughs> How can you... F- Doesn't Bell own MLSC? <laughs> part, I think they're part of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Rogers, yeah. Rogers, Bell, right? It's Rogers, Rogers, Bell, and Tannenbaum, oh, right? They're yeah. all yeah. in bed with Larry. each other. It's a horrible industry. Just horrible. Let's be honest. So, so tell me this. So, like, Canada have... 
with the US and Mexico the World Cup in <laughs> just talking about this with me. Twenty twenty six. Yeah. The amount of football and also in studio football programs that are going on now has gone down to like ten percent, fifteen percent. Nil now, isn't it? Like really. So what 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 are you thinking? Are they gonna bump it up again as we get closer to the World Cup or they're not going to do anything that they don't think if they can footy make money off it. How, foot. <laughs> how can they make if they can make money off it? That's the only way they're going to do it. Maybe it's cheaper just to feed it in from it's, overseas. It's kind of like yeah, what sure. they do with the Winter Olympics, like Vancouver 2010. They went nuts over that one off. Is that going to happen in Canada? But like go crazy for a couple of years? I don't think it's going to be a build up. It's not a build up. We thought it would be a build up. Remember a that little bit, when know, that announcement was made, we were so excited. I think, man, this is going to be a good, good oh. few years for, for Canadian soccer media. Good few years. And it's the been popularity. anything but. It's been the complete opposite. There was so much football on TV. It was great. And now you can still say, okay, well, for, you know, 150 bucks a year, you can get to zone and it's a great product. But you're, you're, you're only getting the people that love the game on there. You're not growing it in yeah. any way. But you know? surely, like, the CSA should step in and. What power Speak have they got? To, they got no power. But they they need to if they want to really broaden like people's minds into maybe taking up yeah like, growing the growing the game growing the game but how are they watching do that? it. But like the CSA, you have to step in whether it's the men's game, the women's game, youth, whatever it is. You can't just put it on an app, Craig, and expect people to buy the app and watch it. It no, needs to you're be. Right. But also, one soccer was was supposed to and intended and still do. To get a terrestrial channel, right? Yeah, they know that the it's going to go. Can you imagine when the World Cup qualifiers and oh yeah, where are they? Uh, oh, you've got to subscribe to uh, what? Like it? Yeah, you know. yeah. It's a really strange time, and COVID and came at the, the worst time possible as well. Yeah, I know. You know, one soccer had a lot of plans, and you know, COVID kind of pissed all over those. So yeah, it's it's in a really dark place right now. I think the the, the sports media in this country at the moment a real real dark place. Part of it is not the media's fault because of this pandemic, but a lot of it is too, and a lot of this well, short sightedness by the, the power brokers. The NHL is losing money by playing. Yeah, Bettman said that. You could also say he may be lying, but I think generally you think about it, they probably are. Tell me this: like, I don't watch hockey at all. Are they still doing like in studio programs and stuff? Yeah, yeah. Of course, Saturday course night, really. Saturday night hockey is yes. still a thing. Yeah, nothing's changed in that regard. Yeah, of course yeah. they are. Yeah, but I mean, even hockey was, was hammered with layoffs last year, right? Big names, Kipper, Kiprios, you know, yeah. Doug McLean. So yeah. no one's safe. Even no. in TSN, uh, Dan O'Toole was was canned today. Dan yeah. O'Toole's been a, you know, he went to the states for a while with with John, right? But he's but stalwart. He, he's right? a stalwart, right? Yeah. He's, yeah, he's part of the uh, he's TSN through and through. Yeah, and we need some new voices because uh, cheaper. Dikio. <laughs> <laughs> Dickio's hockey show. That'd be cool. Oh man, that would be brilliant. I don't know what. I don't know what the fuck this is. Yeah, I can't even see the puck. Yeah. You know what would be interesting? I would like to know if Dickio calling a hockey game. That would be yeah, brilliant. I hate. I, I hate him. I fucking hate him. I hate. Him. I would do it just to wind you up. Make Charms listen to it. And this fella has gone up the ice. He's skating up near the boards. Yep, and he's. <laughs> I would back. pay to listen to Dickio over some of these clowns. Trust me. My <laughs> yes. God. Wow. I mean, you oh, think what that, a slapper. The, 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 the back of the net. Well, for, for a mm, national I sport. The, I don't watch a lot, but I did listen to um, the East Indian 
gentleman that called the game, calls the games for CBS. And I tell you what, he's good. Like, legit good. It is going to be the hardest sport, I think, to commentate on. So quick. Hold on. How did you understand Punjabi? Well, that's, well actually, that's right, because they do actually do it in Punjabi. But this, a lot of weed. I don't, did he ever do it? Did he do it in Punjabi as well? Originally, he did, right? Originally. Yeah, there's a Punjabi this was no, no. broadcast of it. He does yeah, it in well, Punjabi. Is. No, no, but he did the first English. Um, no, he didn't. He he's the first. Oh. Uh, is he, sorry, forgive my ignorance. Is he Sikh? He's Sikh. He's, right. yeah. I think the first Sikh to do play-by-play. Oh, so in English he did English. On CBC. So yeah. he got but called it, out but he the big sounds leagues. really good. <clears throat> you know, I, 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 did, I would have never have known if you didn't, like, you just, no. It was, like, very good. So he's bilingual. I didn't even know he did it. I Oh, he was the guy that did it in God Don Cherry. He could be, be trolling over like... in his grave. <laughs> Don Cherry rolling alive. over. <laughs> I know he is. <laughs> he could be trolling like a like in Nigel. his grave. He's just rolling oh, over can in you his imagine? grave. They should put him on Coach's Corner. This guy say, he "How do you feel about that guy today? with the turban? Yeah, with the long hair. Didn't yeah. cut his hair. How do you feel, Don? Does he know what the Remembrance Day is for?" <laughs> I'd hope so. The Sikh army were freaking a badass. Badass, yeah, <laughs> they were badass. That's right. Anyway, let's not let's not accuse Don Cherry of things we have no idea what he stands. We just assume. Well, I thought we were getting him on the show next week. <laughs> yeah, well, why not? We're good friends with Sharms, <laughs> Proud Boys, <laughs> terrorist group terrorist now in England. Now, thankfully. <laughs> Jesus. This is a great segue into um, our Sean Deitch soundbite. Oh, yeah. <laughs> wait, wait, now, where was this on? What was it on? We should give credit to where it's due. Oh, independent.ie. Okay. So it's the independent. Okay. Basically, it's, it's uh, Sean Deitch in a press conference this week. It's just classic Sean Deitch. Thank you very much. Has anybody ever told you you just look just like Mick Hucknall? Listen, can you say that? Apparently, I look very much like Chris Evans, too. I, mean, I, I can't see it. Personally speaking, I can't see it. But apparently I do, so it's a fair fair point that you make. Thank you very much for reminding everyone of that clear fact that I obviously do look like Mick Hucknall. Thank you. It's brilliant because they're less boring. It's like lockdown's really hard for everyone. It's really boring for everyone. So we're just having a natter and just trying to show a bit of humanity in the world. You know what I mean? We are human and boring questions that bat them off. You ask me a silly question, I give a silly answer. We, and we might as well just not bore everyone to death. No, we're not sick. Yeah, we're raising ourselves to looky likeies. Looky likeies make the world go. Have you never sat in a pub? Well, although that seems like a distant memory, where your mates and just found looky likeies in the pub. It's one of the best bits of fun you'll ever have in a night. Trust me, just do it. The next time you're allowed in a pub, sit with some friends. You're probably only allowed three, but anyway, sit with some friends or something and just look for looky likeies. Brilliant, brilliant fun. Love looky likeies. Certainly, we're not lowering ourselves, guys. We're raising the bar. Do you know, has anyone seen the kids' film Up? Yes. Right, you know, you know the little old man with the glasses on? I swear to you, we were playing away at Sunderland. And a, a live human version of the man in Up in Up was there. And I said, the lads were having stuff. I went, oh, my God, lads, I've got the best one ever. I've got the best one ever. I was nudging around the table. He was just literally at the bar there. And I was nudging. And I was going, I fell out of Up. Oh, my God, they were crying. They were crying. It's the best looky like you ever. It literally was the cartoon man out of Up, but in a human form. It was bizarre. And I said, oh, my God, that is actually him. To the point when you like want to get a selfie, you know, with them subliminals. When he's at the bar, you just turn and go, dunk. I love that guy. Absolutely classic, Sean Dyche. I, I would listen to that kind of press conference every day, better than the usual mundane bullshit. Um, Everybody's, you know, you just that's a that's a press conference where it, it, it it's it's only in two, 2021, isn't it? 
Like everybody's losing their freaking minds. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But Looky yeah. Lanky is a great. We everybody does it. Do you call it? I I call it like um in the room. Like, yeah, we never called it Looky Lanky. No, in the room. Like, like I've never seen so and so that person there in the same room as this person. Oh, okay. Right at the same right. time. Yeah. Right. Like, I've right. never seen JC here in the same room with Sean Dyche at the same time. For example, because you and Sean Dyche look quite similar. I thought that. Don't you? Can you see that? Apart from you're not bald. A little bit. He's ginger. He's got a red hair. Looks nothing like him. No, you do. If you like the, the goatee and the shady head, he could be Sean Dyche. No? No. See? That'd be weird. Transatlantic flyer. What the hell was that? It's Dan, okay. Trans. So he said, if you didn't hear it, uh, Dan Wong may have died. <laughs> <laughs> we, just we, used it, we used to call it lookalikes. Lookalikes or doppelgangers. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I never even knew there was a name for it. Yeah, like, we've already just just heard five different names. Yeah. It is fun though, and I am fucking good at yeah, it too. Yeah. What do you mean good at it? I'm great at it. What do you mean? Why are you saying so surprised? Well, who's you can't say you're like, good I, at I it. I can because people will say, you know, you're right. You're right. That is the guy from Up. <laughs> but you're right. I think. Well, so far you're over one because you said it looks like Sean Dice. Looks nothing. He does, like but he disagreed a little bit. Skinny Sean Dice. But um, I, I think the press conference was, I think it was enlightening because Daesh is fed up with doing these press conferences, the same jargon all the time. And the so, same three probably. Same three guys. Yeah. Even if, would there even be three? Yeah. It's Burnley. Burnley. How many, like Burnley's what, 60,000 people? Well, they were doing them on like a, like a Zoom call, first of all. So they've only just started allowing press back in and it must be local press that allowed it in the be, room yeah that's a good point to think about that but you think about it, it's got to be the same guys the same question so how are you going to like there might be literally two guys there yeah how are you going to play against Man City this weekend how, do you, how are you going to like and it's coming off the transfer window too which every yeah. day it's like who are you going to oh, sign who are you going to sign yeah so it was good that he come out and said what how refreshing is this yeah it was a refreshing answer and just to mentioning sitting in the pub with your mates you know what I hate all of you in here, but I cannot wait to sit on a patio in a pub in a few months' time, with sink some beers, <laughs> with, misses, yeah. with my sink other some mates, beers and, and play <laughs> and play looky likey. Not real, mate. That one there looks like Dave Vicio. Well, that got me thinking. I was kind of thinking, who do you guys all look like here, right? And uh, obviously, I have Sean Dyche and Mick Hucknall for JC here. Mick Isn't Mick Hucknall dead? Simply red. No, no. Who's the, who's the ginger that's dead? <laughs> You know, the one that killed himself. Oh, um, years ago. Oh, my God. You're narrowing it down a lot. Which ginger? Not, um, no, no, no. I'm thinking of Michael Hutchins, am I? No. No, he's not ginger. Michael Hutchins, was he ginger? talking about dead people. Yeah. That took a dark turn. I thought we were playing Lucky Lucky. Freddie Mercury? Yeah. No, he wasn't a redhead. He was a ginger. What are you talking about? Oh, yeah, he was a ginger. I'm lost In a different way. Oh, yeah? Is that a slang for something? Yes. Is it? Ginger? Ginger beer? Oh, really? I've never heard that before. You've been here too long, man. I, I guess so, yeah. Well, he wasn't... Or I'm just not, you close. know... He wasn't even close to London, not even overspill, right? Yeah, he was counties. Charles was counties. Yeah. I was trying to think who Craig looks like. And I was upper just trying class. to think of famous tall people. Are you upper class? <laughs> oh, me? What do you think? Good chance. They moved to class, Jesus. private school. You Comprehensive, thank you very much. Well, there you go. I was... Well, there you go. It's comprehensive. There's nothing <laughs> posh about that. Believe me. You play rugby. 
So well, just because I'm not a heathen doesn't mean that I'm freaking upper class. And your dad was a rugby coach and obviously a very good one. <laughs> he also played cricket. I did play cricket. Remember? But everyone plays cricket. There's another another one. Gloves. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. definitely up, yeah. There is nothing white, upper class. Definitely upper class. R- rugby, cricket. Yeah. I play footy as well. Charms, it's okay, man. You can talk about it. <laughs> I'm so ashamed of my affluent youth. Just, yes, just because you're with a four. I'm not. It was a middle class family, for Christ's sake. That's Jesus. the most upper class Asian in, that you've ever, ever <laughs> come right. across. Yeah. That's right. From East Coast to Canada. We're only, <laughs> we're only two generations like, away from being in the field, baby. Yeah. Canada's Bobby came over there. Oh. <laughs> so mean. I'm starting cutting. I had to actually you look up who Bobby Kim was when you, on the dark web, Did we you? are, we're asking, you know, who looks like who. And Wonga said, if you, anyone mentions Bobby Kim, I'm going to slice my wrists. I'm going to have a look at Bobby Kim. He now. looks nothing like him. Know who he is. Five foot five. Cause here's my look at likey. Sloth from Goonies. <laughs> <laughs> you do look like him. Yeah, and I know. You talk like him too. When I used to play away games like Cardiff and stuff like that, they, I used to go and grab the ball from down by the advertising boards, and they'd be in the crowd going, "Hey, you guys!" <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thanks, lads. Good banter. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> Hey, you guys. do that really well. <laughs> do you remember? Do you remember? Oh, Dasso. Dasso was the Dasso's best. Dasso's got one. another good one. He's up in Scotland playing for St. Johnson. <laughs> Nick Dasovich. Yeah, Nick Dasovich, and uh, he's uh, he's out there warming up, and all these guys are like chanting at him, "Get off the train! Get off my train!" And all the players are laughing. He's like, "It's that scene on Ghost." Have you ever seen the guy? You got to see the scene in Ghost that's the, that's the when he was actually yelling at a ghost, "Get off my train!" Because he's only he was also a ghost. You could see him, and he looked a little bit like the guy from the Goonies. And that's the only lies. That, that guy was um, a famous uh, he's a comedian, isn't he? He's a comic, I think, isn't he? Yeah, he guy, was comedian. Yeah. The, guy the ghost, the guy in Ghost. He's a guy who's very monotone, you know, and just thanks very much. He goes, he's getting that in Scotland. Must be bad, right? Come on, man. See, doing this like Lukey Likey, like anything with Wonga is going to come across as being racist, right? So it's hard to say you look like the so-and-so. Oh, it's just because I'm Asian, right? Like Bobby Kim, for example. You look I, nothing I'm like Bobby Kim. I'm searching Bobby Kim. And it, that's, he, not, is he Asian? that's not you. Yeah. No. I, I think like more Mr. Miyagi. <laughs> Maybe. I, David Suzuki. That's the go-to, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, Asian Suzuki, guy with a beard. Mr. Wait, wait. I'm going to do that. Remember when Daniel's son kicks on the head and he knows he's one and he goes. Oh, right at the end. He's got it. it. He's you got the it. nod. You need a white beard, though. Like, just stop, stop putting the old Grecian formula no, in No, I stopped. Did I, you? I'm now literally. Oh, natural? Natural. Yeah. Like my it. pubes have seventeen. <laughs> every hairs. every one of my you know Asian guys I've ever known in my life at some point have had the Mister Miyagi. All of your friends, it's so racist. You growing up, with all yeah, yeah, your all my Asian, Asian friends. friends. I know how that sounds. Like, oh, Shams is right. He can't England. be racist. He's got friends. <laughs> yeah. Mister yeah. Racism himself. <laughs> yeah, James KKK Sherman. <laughs> he is proud boys earlier for Christ's sake. I don't know what I've done to. Did you have an Asian butler? He did. <laughs> he did. And he would do kung fu. Listen, I think all races are equally worthless. Keto. Keto. That's right. Sharps. That's why Sharps wasn't it? No, wasn't it Benson? See, wasn't that the, uh, the, that. the that show? That was Dan Wong. The, the butler? Yeah. Oh, Impression, yeah. by the way. Benson. Remember Benson? Wasn't he a yeah. butler? 
Yeah, he was a butler. Yeah. He wasn't. For for Asian. soap, and then he went and did the governor went, went for his own show. Was, oh, really? He wasn't yeah. Didn't work out so well. No, he's black. Yeah. Shams, who's, who's uh, Jeff's lookalike? Well, we had Mick Hucknall, um, Chris Evans, and uh, Prince Harry, and then uh, Nicole Kidman. <laughs> Nicole Kidman. That's a good mix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a mix of all of them. That would be that would be a pretty Nicole good Kidman now, or when she was younger. And she's still face. hot. She's still hot though. Now she she's great, plasticky now, but she's still she's getting, hot. She's looking like a cartoon every, character yeah, of herself. Cartoon. No, she no for sure she is. For sure she is. However, I mean, she's a beautiful. I just watched a uh, Hugh Grant. Uh, yeah, it's good. Grant. Yeah, it's not bad. Well, what the TV what, series? It's a TV series. Hugh Grant, Nicole Kidman uh, on Crave or. HBO. Oh, yeah? Yeah. What's We're, it about? Uh, Another something? Someone's... Yeah. Hugh Grant has an affair, doesn't he? Yeah, that's right. He always yeah. has affairs, doesn't he? In most of his movies. And, and a real life. And a real life. Yeah, it wasn't an affair. It was like a little $5 blowy, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. yeah. Liz that's, Hurley. He fancied that. She I know, is that's, looking spectacular. She's doing incredible. her daily, daily, uh, incredible. daily photos from on holiday or Liz vacation. Hurley's son yeah. looks incredible. <laughs> you know, you, I tell you, it's incredible. Using face app, that's female Craig Forrest is not someone you could get a bed for eating crackers. No, female Craig Forrest is someone I might grab a bump to. Who, who, who's great? Who's so Craig's looking like? Just, I was just trying to find like tall, tall, Craig. tall, famous Craig. people. Also, Craig tall, tall, famous people. So Shaq came up, and not much of a comparison there. Who well, you met though? You've met you met Shaq. Yep. Oh yeah, a few times. I thought maybe um Stephen, Stephen Merchant. Shaq <laughs> Yao Ming. Could be Stephen Merchant, right? Is yeah. Ricky Gervais's buddy, the big googly-eyed guy. Better looking. Jesus yep. Christ. I mean, Stephen Merchant's better yeah. looking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, oh. what, I that's what I've seen oh. him in. <laughs> David Hasselhoff. The Hoff. The Hoff. Oh, there we go. That's not bad. Are you what? Could be yeah. worse. Bad. But he doesn't really I wouldn't want to be him, especially on the night of O.J. Simpson's Bronco chase. Did you know he had a live, like a live fucking concert? And everyone vacated well, the concert. The Hoff got canned by OJ, so no one showed up well, for his he's concert. doing a live concert that night of the, the Bronco Chase with OJ. Didn't OJ he say like, he was at the concert? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he parked in the... You know what, uh, Hasselhoff, the- Hasselhoff was uh, really big musically in Germany. Germany, yeah, he's huge. The yeah. Hoff. Yeah, so he was going to do this massive thing on thing. It was like pay-per-view and then, yeah. But there's no one that Craig would really... he, he kind of jokes about it now. It's kind of like be, like being nine nil and yeah. <laughs> twenty five years later you laugh about it. But I don't think Craig really jumps out as looking like anyone though. Really, do you think he's, he's... his own <laughs> beach in the other hand person? <laughs> yeah, just bang average, bang yeah. average, bang average. That's what we always said about him. Yeah, that's why he's our friend because we know he comes in <laughs> bang average. Yeah. We all feel okay around him. Yeah, especially you because you're so was, much better than yeah, all of us. Upper class. Well, Who do you I'll think be you are? Looking down my nose at you, scum. <laughs> yes, exactly. See, see, told you. Good. I just hate you all. Charms. Yeah. Um, Dickio, Howie Mandel. Oh, Howie Mandel. Howie Mandel. You, it's not like famous well, bald you people. Could just basically pulled every bald guy out. Red beard at yeah. times. Yeah. Billy Corgan, <laughs> what about that? Don't know. Smashing pumpkins. Because like, he's tall I, and he's bald. I actually like some uh... Sinead O'Connor. Who's Sinead O'Connor. Who's that famer, famous actor? The uh, Vin Diesel, Yul, a little bit. Yul Brenner. Yul Brenner, nice yeah. one. Yul Brenner. Kojak. Bring back your Moses to me. Telly Savalas. <laughs> That's right, Telly Savalas. That's Kojak. Yeah, Yul Brenner was the king and I, right? That's right, the king. I got, I got Yul Brenner and uh, Telly Savalas mixed up. <laughs> <laughs> he does look a little telly savalas. A little bit. Ben Kingsley doesn't. doesn't. 
Dirty Dozen. Oh, Telly Savalas. Yeah. Great movie. Jack. He was great. Great movie. Steely Glaze. Or gays. Looky likeys doesn't work properly set socially distanced in the garage, guys. You've got to be in a a busy place. You do. What about Charms? Did we, are you going to say yourself? No, I've got me. I've oh, no Andy Cap. Andy, Andy Cap. Andy Cap. <laughs> yeah. You sit on well, the couch. The missus beats me. Judgmental. Or she, fucking does, does the missus beat Andy Cap or does Andy Cap beat the missus? I forget now. Uh, the missus beats him with a rolling pin. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. That's about right. With her same clothes on. They have yep. the same clothes. I think, yeah. no, I think you'd look more like Elton John. <laughs> Which era, Elton John? The, the, the most oh, recent one, the no, fat Elton. No, Bernie Topin is who he looks like. Ber- <laughs> I don't know. He keep shouting his name. I have no idea who they are. What? Bernie Topin is Elton John's boyfriend at the at the. No, he's age. not his boyfriend. He's no, not his boyfriend. He's a songwriter. He writes the songs. Then the Bernie Topin no, straight. They were dating each other. No, I don't think so. No, I've they, never watched no. the film. He Bernie Topin straight. The lyrics. There was there was an attempted kiss. I've watched the movie. Yeah, which was thwarted by. Bernie. Bernie Topin. He said, I'll just write your lyrics for you. Bernie Topin. Nothing else. Paul Simon. So just thinking like what? Paul Simon. Tom Petty. <laughs> Tom Petty. <laughs> Grizzled rock stars? I'll take that. He looks like the guy of Beachcombers. Relic? Bernie. Bern- yeah. Relic. I bet I've never seen Beachcombers. Like Who's Relic? Relic? We'll put a picture up. No there. idea. Find me, find me a picture of Relic. I'm assuming it's offensive. I'm assuming it's offensive. No, you, look, you don't look like him. With a two con. Put, pull him up. Uh, no internet right here, so. Well, I look a bit like a young Nigel Nigelson. <laughs> yes, you do. You've got the sweaty upper lip, so that makes sense. <laughs> and I could certainly see a young you inside me. <laughs> <laughs> behave, Nigel, behave. God. Oh, thank God no one listens to this podcast. <laughs> We got any more football to talk? Uh, I don't know. I haven't got anything. You? Yeah, we do. Oh yeah, yeah, we yeah, do. Yeah, we, oh yeah, the footy picks. Part of the show. Are you ready? It's the, the most listened to part of the show. You only you listen to part. You ready? It's footy picks. It's footy picks. It's footy picks. On footy. Nice, that's nice uh, vibrato. Well done. Those jogs are working for you. That's Relic. (laughs) I don't think it looks anything like me, does it? Uh, What's our games this week, Sam? Oh, shit, my phone died. (laughs) We have that much. Okay, I know what I are. I sent them to you. Yeah. All right, yeah, so where are we at? um, You didn't send them to me, did you? Yeah, I did. Put them them on our dark web. Oh, did it on the dark web? Okay. We've got Manu Everton. All right. Spurs, West Brom, live. All right, let's start with Manu Everton, of course. The Red Devils coming off a 9-0 hammering off Southampton. Everton, inconsistent. Up and down, up and down, but overall pretty good. Hmm? What's your thoughts on... They beat Leicester last week. And they just beat Leeds yesterday, Everton. So they're on a little two-game bounce. Mm, this is After. a tough one. This is going to be a good game, really actually. Tough game. Is that Old Trafford, yeah? Is that Old Trafford? Yeah. Where United have got one of the best away records but not too good at home same with Liverpool this year as well they've been bad at home yeah, I'm going to go for a little draw here really after yeah. a 9-0 win 1-1 one, one. wow I'm going to say 4-0 4-0 four, 
4 0 United. United. Yeah. Wow. Just because Klinsman scored against you in the exactly. next game. Yeah, no, I think they're just going to do the same. Or, or is it Southampton's going to lose 4 0? Yeah, wait a minute. That made no sense whatsoever. <laughs> that made absolutely no sense. No, actually, right. But I'm still going 4 0. If you would like to hire Craig Forrest as a logistics <laughs> manager, please call Footy Prime, the podcast. On Footy Prime. Each <laughs> week's all week for that. That's like a. That's like a Dude, he. You know what I mean? Like it's the vibrato. It's letting the it end. all out. Let, let it, it all out. Dude, he's been running. Stress. Stress and everything just coming out in that. Spurs. West Brom. Spurs West Brom at White Hart Lane. Spurs. The new and improved. Big Sam taking his White Hart Lane. Bunch of batches. Both <laughs> teams are going to stay in their own Lane. half. Yeah. It's going to be the deepest block of two teams. We're going to outblock yeah. each other. Be a big, huge gap in the middle of the field, right? Just the ball just sitting like, there. Seriously. What an awful game this could be. Just awful. Yeah. Denny Ali's back in the fold, apparently. Him and uh, Josie have made up after his move to PSG fell through. Spurs don't look like they could it's score a goal at the moment. Tough times. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go against the green here and say a draw. I don't think it is. <laughs> That's not against the green. You went for a well, draw last everyone's match. thinking Spurs should hammer West Brom. West Brom just got beat by Sheffield United. Do you know what, what is Spurs though? I don't know what they are. No. I just don't know. I know what they should be. But they're not performing. No, they've lost some confidence. Yeah. So I'm I gonna draw there. You're going to draw, you know what? That's, yeah. Okay, I'm gonna go two nil Spurs. Nil nil, 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 and a two nil. All right, Liverpool, Man City, <sighs> Jesus, Ben Davis might get his debut. <laughs> City three one. I think. All right, three one. Now, up until this past result, it looked as if Liverpool had turned things around, played much better as well, right? But you're as good as your last game. Two two. Two two. Desmond's. Is the race over? I mean, I know um, who is it came out. Uh, Robertson came out and goes, essentially, we're not in the race right now, which is tough to argue, looking at the table. Not right now, they're clinging. Right? Yeah, they have to win this game. they got to win this game. Where are we at here, table-wise? First uh, time Man United fans want... I don't honestly, to win. I don't honestly Yeah, I mean, the seven points difference, right? But I don't see City being caught now. No. It would be ten points with um, City having a game in hand still on Liverpool if City won this game. So that's that, that's that done. Yeah. At least as far as the Reds challenging for the title. Right now, the fourth place, top four, is going to be a battle for Liverpool. West Ham, two points back. Chelsea now four what points back. United, what, four points back on City at the moment with a game in hand? City, you've got a game in hand. Uh, three points back and City with a game in hand, yeah. yeah. Uh, we're going to end this segment with... It's footy picks. It's footy picks. At least get the words right, for Christ's sake. Footy picks. <laughs> on a footy prime. We're just trying our best out in this garage. <laughs> like, we've got recording equipment. Damn, remember when the big bosses come in to buy footy picks and footy prime? It's me and you, brother. Oh, yeah, you guys. You. <laughs> You, you, you. What did he say that charms look like? What did we? Have? Relic, he said. Relic. Just because he was a toque, and I'm wearing a toque. Right. That was the. That was the reason. Yeah. Well, he's kind of <laughs> grumpy. Well, well, yeah. 
Well, yeah. You are the grumpiest <laughs> out of all of us. I mean, I am not grumpier than Dicky. Oh, oh he's no chance. He's the most hateful. You're, you're grumpy. You think so? Yeah. Yeah. Overall, yeah. my my general personality or just for this show? For the. I no. just think you're the grumpiest out of us five. Really? No. Not not really. Craig's the grumpiest. <laughs> I mean, I, I think our personality Oh, no, I'm not comparing anybody to you. I'm just thinking, is he at any level? No. No, you're... I think generally, I'm just try, I just try and keep the show moving, boys. Yes, exactly. You know? And most of it's in, like... Jest. Right, self-deprecation. Exactly. Right. You Thank you, Craig. Right. Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah, that's, that's good of you. I'd give Cheers. you knuckles if I could reach you. But yeah, you're if you could be too far away in this uh, away. socially distanced Craig and backyard. You look a lot alike. Who do you and Craig look with the glasses? <laughs> Got two in the glasses. Yeah, that's right. Actually, actually, we, we both look a bit like the guy from Up. That's who Dice was talking about. <laughs> you actually, my dad looks like the guy from Up. Actually, now you mention it, he does. Like. Actually, he really does. Same glasses, too. Let's talk about Deitch's beard. You like it? You're on fire. Like, it's, it's amazing. Trimmed, it's you trimmed, just put it? some... No, I, tr- just I trimmed it today. I trimmed it, a little shave up. And he dyed it. And, and uh, put a little bit of dye and some speckles here and there. That's good. Yeah, thank you. It's uh, a little Giuliani-ish while it goes up your face. <laughs> I put one of those on me and one of those face apps. I, I looked a million. <laughs> that's right. The Tokyo Forest Copper. Right. Now, that's a bit weird. It's kind of Woody Allen, wasn't it? It looked weird, that combination. Oh, you're talking about the combination. Yeah, yeah. What you're saying? The, the beard, weren't you? Yeah, I was just doing. Right. I just hit the good looking app. Make yourself good looking, <laughs> and it and it gave me a beard. <laughs> Covered your face up. It did. You're so behind the times, Craig. Come on, you got to grow up beard now. I'm really good looking with the beard. I don't have to. Face. I can just hit the fucking app, Dan. Don't even have to. <laughs> don't have to go through the process. Oh, you can make yourself look a million bucks. Mm. Anybody. Kim Kardashian. So you're oh, that, seriously. You're like you, you have no idea what you're looking at. So social media, what you're saying is it doesn't always... Well, I wasn't going to post any pictures, truth. but you're going to see a whole flood of them pretty soon. I'm going to be like... Burt fucking Lancaster like <laughs> back in the 60s. I thought you were going to say from Field of Dreams when he was old and couldn't walk. Oh, was he in that? <laughs> yeah. That's right. No, that was Kevin Costner. Doc, uh, the doctor. <laughs> oh, come on. Yeah, like, they, I'll be like, half you know off. your sports movies. Well, Nigel's a big fan of that movie because the line, if you touch them, they will come. <laughs> hey, <laughs> can we do a little 40 picks for uh, the big game this weekend? Yeah. Super Bowl, yeah. Sunday. What's what's the, what's the odds at the moment? The over unders on. Uh, it's great to ask someone who Kansas Kansas got to be know. the favourites, huh? Three, isn't it? I think it's plus three. Yeah, you're yeah, right. Plus three by KC, correct? Come on, Craig. You're the football guy. KC plus three. You'll take. Or, no, they're, yes, they're, they're, they're favoured by three. I think it's going to be KC by twenty. I think it's going to be a blowout. Yeah, oh, okay. So you're KC by twenty. Yeah. I think that would, it would be. I honestly think. The, Nigel, the potentials there for a blowout. Yeah, I think if you're going to bet, that would I'd be betting high. Hedge it with something low. Yeah, yeah. Nigel, eh, the one thing I can say about the American sport of football, which is slightly different from the the topic that we're discussing here today, with they were incredibly. Tight trousers. I must say, uh, if most sports would adopt this type of attire, 
perhaps you'd have a whole different genre of, of spectators. I hope that they all have a great time and there's a lot of bending over and hiking balls and pushing up the field and scoring and touching downs, etc. And um, I'm going to have need to sleep. Get that man a sherry. Get that so, man a so sherry. So no words from Nigel. <laughs> no words. What, no, what you got? He, who you got? Nigel is very odd. Yeah. Who you got? Come um, on. I've got, I don't really give a flying shit. Um, I would say, uh, is Patrick Mahomes even healthy? Yes. He is? He got a terrible concussion like two weeks ago, didn't he? Yeah, but he played in uh, <laughs> the game to get him to the Super Bowl. <laughs> Patrick CTE Mahomes. Craig, he said plus 20. You're going to go even more. Go on. Okay, well. Plus 30. Over over under is fifty six. Over under. So that okay. we're also doing over under. So it's plus three or negative three KC. So they're favored by three points. As long as Tom Brady gets smacked. Fifty six is the over under. So I don't think it's gonna go over. I do. So basically K I'm Dan Casey minus three. Is it three on the nose or three and a half? It's saying three. Yeah, interesting. Odd. I definitely is this Brady's tenth Super Bowl? Is that? Yeah, I, I think, think it is. And, he, and he's yeah. won how many? Six. He's going yeah, for his six seventh. Or seven, yeah. Jesus Christ! Oh, it's incredible. And Cesaro Absolutely put out eighteen percent of the Super Bowls. Tom Brady has wow. been in. Wow! No, he's oh, no, been, been in. Been in eighteen percent. Eighteen percent. He's not that old. Yeah, so, yeah, but still, that's quite amazing, isn't it? What a feat! Incredible. Is that the best incredible. record, the greatest record in sport? Do you think? I mean. Yeah, it's but they, up there, right? I mean, you know, here's the thing, Sharms. They did change the rules for him, right? How? You could go kill a quarterback, and because right. all these quarterbacks, he was kind of the guy that they said we can't have him being hurt. And yeah, there were other quarterbacks, Roethlisberger, and so to throw the ball down the field. Back in the day, these guys would take a risk. There's no risk anymore. Right, right. It's and that, a barely a risk. And that was changed because of Tom Brady. Well, it was it was just one quarterback across. Quarterback yeah, after Qu- quarterbacks around the way. But it's one of those things where you're like, yes, he's amazing. He's the goat. But how would he have been against? You know, yeah, this is intergenerational like comparison. Like you can't. You that can't comparison is yeah. really like hard because the rule change. Our football is so different yeah. than it was when well, when you started. I mean, the pass back wasn't there when you started. Right. right, that changed a lot. Picked it up, yeah, yeah. Throw it out to the fullback. Oh my god! I mean, really, what? A, how boring was that? Teams <laughs> used to kill the game. Oh my god! You're one up, and you're just like, keep yeah. forget it. You didn't even have to roll outside the box at one time. You just roll it to a guy, and like, and they pass it back, and then the then the other fullback with the left guy, then he would show, and you throw it out to him, and then he come and he pick it up. <laughs> It was a tactic, yeah. It was a yeah. tactic back in the yeah, day. Yeah, you just wanted to fucking kill me. Most of the time, my teams are losing, so you're watching the other team doing you're like, oh, this is awful. So it was a very good good rule to bring in. Although look at, it look became us. hectic a little bit for a while. This podcast is like a like a, an ocean when a storm's coming, you know? It kind of starts kind of choppy, choppy, then it's kind of a calm, and it kind of dies, yeah. dies, dies, and choppy again. You would know, Relic. <laughs> Hey, the old beachcomber. I've never seen be- the beachcombers, but I know that it was a desert island, right? Dude, that I would be terrible Jesse. show. I would be Jesse, who is Relic's uh, competitor. Oh yeah, for yeah. what? You know what beachcombing is about? It's about old logs that. 
cost a lot of money. <laughs> Speaking for, of old looks, you know Nigel. What, you don't know what a beach coma is? Well, no, not really, no. Well, there you go. He's, what is the beach coma? telling you what a beach coma so, You basically go up and down yes. the shores looking for logs that have come off the boom that they've already been shot, chopped down because they're worth like thousands of dollars. Why? Why are they worth so much? It's a fucking tree. Well, tree, just grow a new one. <laughs> oh, God. It's not like fucking... See, <laughs> when you're rich, you don't know anything about nature. Hey? When you're rich, you imagine where they're like, oh, we have oh, people that does that. No, a 300 foot. They have some Asian guy as a butler. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus, there's no Asian butlers for starters, all right? Maybe chefs. All right, we should probably go. Um, else has. Are we going to record on Sunday at all or not? We'll see. We'll see. Depends if these assholes show up or not on this socially distance backyard. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening, both of you. Bye. You know, I have to take a bit of an exception, James. There are Asian butlers. They're not necessarily more of house boys. I remember when little boy Dan Wong came to stay with me for a, for a summer. I put him to work and I made him the man. He is today. I tell you, he he took a lot of the man out of me. Well, what a wonderful program, gentlemen! With all of the speaking, speaking, and all the all of, I don't quite understand it all, but I am very very excited to, to be here again. It gives me purpose in life, as opposed to waiting on the estate for one of the neighbors to die, so I can. Reclaim the land. As you were, thank you. And as always, another sherry. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.